Welcome to Pod Junction, where business meets podcasting. Whether you're on a morning jog, driving to work, whipping up a meal, or just taking a moment for yourself, our weekly bite-sized episodes promise fresh insights from successful podcasters who have cracked the code of using podcasts to grow their business. So whether you're a podcasting newbie or seasoned podcaster, grab your notebooks and get ready. Well, hello and welcome to Pod Junction. My name is Matt Edmondson, and beside me, as always, in the hot chair is. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Hot chair. Oh, it's in the hot chair. But Sadaf's in the hot chair. Uh, Sadaf, Sadaf Bainon, uh, my co host on Pod Junction. Welcome to the show. We are a podcast that talks about podcasting and how to use podcasting to make your business bigger, brighter, better, and just more lovely than it actually is. Oh, yes. <laughs> we should use that. I should definitely. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Look, what's you and no. this microphone? <laughs> we took a break. Oh, we took a break. Yeah. <laughs> and we're back. And so that's forgot how to use a microphone. It's an ongoing thing. So, if you're a regular to the show, you'll know this is an ongoing thing. Uh, if you're not a regular to the show, welcome. Warm welcome to you. Thanks for joining us. Make sure you like, subscribe, and do all of that sort of good stuff. Uh, stay connected with us. Help us sort of get more content out there. Support the show and all that sort of beautiful thing. Oh, yes. And it's good to be with you. So today we are talking about, that's, that's your cue. We are cue. talking about, <laughs> we are talking about how to wow. use, how to use podcasting or your podcast to build trust with your potential clients, 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 clients. clients. And do, your, do your clients cry a lot? They call them clients. <laughs> That's what they're like after they leave your show. <laughs> <laughs> we turn our clients to clients. Yes, we do. That's our USP. Um, if but, you're listening to right. the show, I was going to say, if you're listening to the show and wondering, you know, is podcasting right for me? I don't know if I can create a very professional, polished <laughs> show. Neither can we. <laughs> <laughs> All about being authentic, yeah? <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. I think we use the word authentic to justify just about everything we get yeah. wrong, though. <laughs> I think kind so. Of, kind of feels that way. It's like, we got that wrong. Let's just quickly throw the word authentic in there and make it sound like it's intentional somehow. I don't know. But yeah, we're talking, well, Matt is talking to um, Daniel Badai in a segment that we're yes. going to watch. And um, he is the host of the Ecom show and the CEO of Badai Media agency but die media agent yeah yeah, yeah. The, he's um he's a legend daniel he's a really interesting character he was um he was partly instrumental in our thinking around the podcast agency was, that yeah. we have wasn't he mm -hmm. and changing the direction a little bit based on some of the things that he said some of the insights mm -hmm. that he had um and using business to or using podcast to grow a business yeah. um and so his model is probably more the one that we subscribe to, or mm -hmm. his model, similar. similar. It's not identical. We've taken, yeah. you know, we've stolen the best bits, I think, yeah. <laughs> uh, of his model, and we're bringing them to to our sort of our own work. So Dang is a really interesting character, mm -hmm. really interesting character when it comes to podcasting. And it's really worked for him as an agency, mm. really worked to sort of go and get those clients in and bring them in. And I think it's a remarkable thing, really. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is a remarkable thing. So, um should we play his video or should we do have you uh, got other plans? I have a question. Oh, okay. I wondered, Matt, um, what's one trend in podcasting at the moment that you find intriguing or maybe even surprising? 
I think the trend that I find intriguing and surprising okay. is the return of the long form podcast. So what I mean by that is um, for, for years, podcasts like, I mean, take Pod Junction, right? We try and aim for like 25, 30 minutes mm -hmm. in length, which for us is a really short podcast because yeah. we normally do at least an hour, mm -hmm. right? All our other podcasts are at least an hour. Um, and I don't, I don't mind that at all. I, I quite enjoy that. But this one is a shorter one. We're sort of aiming for the, this is something you could consume in the car or on the train, commuting yeah. to work or doing whatever it is that you yeah. do and just, you know, sort of enjoying life a little bit. And I think, I think that's, that's interesting because for the longest time, we were playing with short form content, I suppose, in a lot of ways. For the longest time, short form content has been the thing. Mm -hmm. Um, but when you look at the most popular podcasts, quite a few of them are several hours long. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so you take probably one that I listen to the most out of the long form podcasts are, is the Andrew Huberman, the Huberman Labs podcast. Um, and Andrew Huberman, if you don't know, is a mm -hmm. neuroscientist from Stanford, I think. Um, a very clever bloke, very fascinating chap. To, and he's, he's sort of built this following around his podcast where he just, like I listened to him talk about one recently about, you know, how to overcome colds. Mm -hmm. And he, I think it was a short one for him. It was like an hour and a half. <laughs> but I was, I, was en I was engaged for that whole hour yeah. and that, you know, that whole hour and a half. And it was just, it was him. He had no guests. Mm -hmm. It was just him chatting, a lot of repetition. Um, but a fascinating way of doing the podcast and actually it kind of goes to show that if the content is engaging, the length is doesn't really matter. And I think we get sometimes yeah. caught up in, mm. well, my podcast is not 18 minutes, like, you know, like a TED talk, or my podcast is not 30 minutes, or, mm -hmm. you know, what's the ideal length for a podcast? I think I think in some respects, the ideal length is as long as it's interesting. Yeah. So we should probably end, end this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so moving on. Yeah. <laughs> And on that bombshell, thanks for joining us. Make sure you no, 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 not at all. Um, but yeah, I think that's that's probably the answer to my question. Is is that there are people that will quite happily listen to Andrew Huberman talk for two to three hours mm. every week, every week. That's fascinating. Um, isn't it? it is just absolutely mind blown. Mm. Cool. So yeah, awesome. Should we do the video? Yeah, let's do awesome. it. Awesome, let's do it. But one of the things that you've mentioned that I always want to double back on is the fact that you are now thinking a lot more about your guests and doing strategic partnerships with your guests, um, which came out of your conversation with Jeremy and the guys at Rise25. So tell us a little bit more about how that works. You mentioned that you give each guest an audit, like a free audit if they want it. Um, how, has, how has that worked? And does that then lead on to more business, I suppose? Sure. So... When I started doing this more than a year ago, it was much more, um, you know, less less planned ahead, I would say. So mm -hmm. I uh, usually had a podcast warm up call with the guests, 10, yeah. 15 minutes. And then we shot the podcast half an hour, 40 minutes. And then by that time, we already talked more than an hour. They are very comfortable to talk with me. And then I, you know, we just talked about business and, okay, what's your plan for this year or what are you doing in the next few months? And then I just came up with the idea. It was the, it, if it was the right time to discuss it, if I could see that they are an e-commerce business, for example, 
um, I just mentioned that, by the way, we focus on e-commerce retention, marketing, email, SMS, loyalty programs. And by the way, in the podcast, you talked about loyalty programs. So this is something that we actually do mm-hmm. and we could actually help you with this. Would you be interested in a short chat, like a short audit or something? And then most of them, they are open to it because they already trust me. Mm-hmm. Um, last week, I talked to another e-commerce agency. We talked about outbound sales, cold emails, especially. Yeah. And we discussed that actually the problem nowadays is not with your offer or your services, at least not with our agency and their agency. We are really good with that, I think, and with client results. But the problem is the trust because companies, they get so many DMs and emails that they don't trust you. It's very hard to get that trust. But once they get into your podcast, you talk one hour with them, then it's much more easier. So yeah, this is how we started. And by the end of last year, uh, 22, we got so many guests and that was the time when we doubled the number of episodes we even tripled for a few weeks so i told our uh, our sales guy ben that um, i think we should really limit the spots and have higher standards so we should have someone only in the podcast if they can be a potential uh, client later or partner and actually that that's that's a good filter because those are usually the good guests in the podcast anyway. Yeah, yeah. They have the size, they have the right mindset, they have the right business model. So I think, yeah, in the, in the last two or three months, we, are very inten- we were very intentional on this. Mm-hmm. So the podcast format is done by Ben nowadays. And he asks the usual questions like, okay, what do you do? What's your business model? What's your traffic size, AOV, revenue, all of these? And if he can see that, okay, this company is solid, might be a potential client, good podcast guest, they can talk, then uh, they come to the podcast. And actually before the podcast, already in the warm-up call, he tells them that we would do a free audit for them. And he asks if they are interested. And by the time we have the podcast we will have the audit the software access and sometimes it happened twice we even closed them as a client before recording the podcast (laughs) because they were so interested yeah so and it's funny because before we became so intentional on this we were afraid to do it so i think uh, our sales guy told me that it's not the best because it's quite pushy on the first meeting. Uh, it, it would be about the podcast and we already asked for a free audit. We offer that to mm-hmm. them. They don't even know us. It's much more natural if we have a warm-up call, the podcast, and just after I tell them. And yeah, maybe it's it's slower. It's a bit more natural. But, you know, in business, I think uh, everyone has goals. And if mm-hmm. you can help them, then why not to tell them early? So yeah. we just started doing it. And I think the results really validated our thinking that it was good to try this. So nowadays, we are not afraid to do it. And again, as I said, uh, we already closed clients before shooting the podcast. 
If you're intrigued and want to dive deeper into this conversation, check out PodJunction Cohort, where you can listen to the complete interview and much more. Simply visit thepodjunction.com for more information about how to join. So welcome back. Uh, welcome back after Daniel's fascinating and insightful conversation. Now, if I was to contrast Podjunction this week with Podjunction last week where we had Chloe. So Chloe made a money from sponsorship, mm-hmm. right? Daniel is making money from getting his ideal client as a guest on the podcast mm-hmm. um, and building trust with them and offering them a free audit and... Out of those that say yes, a chunk of those become clients. Yeah. Right. So this is his model. Um, and this is uh, where actually I think podcasting is absolutely fascinating mm-hmm. as a tool because it, the way that I described it in the past, because I, you know, I subscribe to the same thinking that Daniel does a lot of ways that podcasting opens doors like nothing else I've ever yeah. seen. You know, I mean, it's mm-hmm. just unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And the example I always talk about in this is, um, first discovered this probably yeah this was 12 years ago now um when we ran a podcast for our beauty company we had this online beauty company and we we just thought i don't know why we thought we just thought we'd just do a podcast because why not right and it was well complicated in fact in the background i don't know if you can you have to move out of the way if you're watching the video (laughs) there you go just push you out of the way uh there's a sound desk right there that's the original jersey sound desk that we used uh that, that i've kept all these years and so um, we did this podcast and there was one contract we were trying to land, right, in terms of a supply contract uh, where we would buy this, the beauty products from the guy and sell them on the Jersey Beauty Company website. And it was proving nigh impossible to get through to the right person to talk to, their receptionist secretaries they were all very high proficient ladies uh, who would not let you anywhere near anybody or anything. And so what we realized was there was at that moment, we kind of thought, well, I wonder what would happen if we called up and invite the CEO as a guest on the podcast rather than calling them up saying, can we buy your stuff? Mm-hmm. Um, and so we called them up and said, Hey, we're calling from the podcast. We'd love it. If the CEO came on the show um, and just told the story, don't know if that would work. Perhaps you could let us know. And um, sure enough, they came straight on. I mean, where before we couldn't get through to them, mm. the, just by asking them, not if we could get involved from a business point of view, but just asking them, would you like to come on the show? Instantly opens the doors because, of course, they want to come on the show. They want to tell their story. You know, most business leaders have egos. That's why we're in leadership. <laughs> and so, you know, it's and this is not a bad thing, by the way. It's, I, I have an ego the size of a planet and I'm aware of this, and, you know, but... <laughs> It's one of those where we got them on the show. We just had a great conversation. And at the end of it, after we'd finished recording, we didn't talk about us supplying their products or anything throughout the old interview. It's just a genuinely good conversation. Um, at the end of it, we got the supply contract. And that contract was worth over 100 grand to us as a company. And so that's when you think, holy moly, podcasting is an interesting tool, yeah. right? And so mm-hmm. we always say, like Daniel, if you have what we call high-value clients, which are, we... I would define as somebody that's over $4,000 in value. So if they've got a lifetime value of over $4,000, then podcasting is a really interesting tool for you guys mm-hmm. um, as a way to get business like Daniel does, where you go find your ideal clients, you get them on, 
you chat to them, you build trust. And then during that conversation, you're like, we can do a free audit. We can, you know, or whatever it is, you know, whatever the freebie is um, as a way to kickstart that relationship is really quite a fascinating idea. Yeah. And um, he also said that it's a slower process in some ways, isn't yeah. it? Because you have to be more selective. Yes. But it is more natural and... Um, and Matt's just fixing my mic. It is more natural and <laughs> it um, reaps far more benefits for them as a business, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Yeah, and I, it's a really interesting strategy. And one that I think if you're into podcasting, you should definitely think about mm. is um, if the guest is my ideal client, it's a great way to network with them, to have what we would say is a meaningful conversation, mm -hmm. um, to talk to them about podcasting and business and all that sort of stuff. And yeah. I think... Um, it's a, it's a really unique thing to do. Now, if you want to know more about it, full disclosure, uh, yeah, all the big preamble, we actually have a course on this, uh, on the Podjunction site, which you can get, I think it's like a hundred bucks or 90 bucks. It's, it's somewhere around there. Yeah. Um, where I lead you through the process of doing this sort of step-by-step, -step, mm -hmm. how we do it. Um, and you know, from how to reach out to potential, uh, guess how to write the emails how to record the podcast it's real and you know sort of basic yeah. stuff which will sort of get you set up mm -hmm. basically to figure out if this is a good strategy for you yeah um and so yeah if you're interested do check that out yeah um you're more than welcome to come join you us might on need that. to add a paragraph on how to use the, the mic <laughs> only <laughs> if your name is Sadaf <laughs> uh my name is Sadaf, <laughs> and it means i can't use microphones <laughs> that's what it means yeah <laughs> <laughs> But something else I liked about what he does, his approach, is that it cuts out that um, whole need for the cold outreach. Yes. Because that's a real pain in the butt. <laughs> when it doesn't, it doesn't. Because in some sense, you've still got to do it, right? You still you, have to do you've it. You've got to go get them as guests. Mm. and But it's a much easier ask. Yes. So if there's 100 people in a room and I'm going to ask them a question, like mm. question number one, would you buy my stuff versus question number two, would you come on my podcast? Yeah. Coming on the podcast is a much easier ask. Mm. Um, and actually, if you say to them first, come on my podcast, then would you like to buy my stuff? My hypothesis would be you'll get more people saying yes. And if you just said, would you like to buy my stuff? Yeah. I think you'd have a higher mm. closure rate um, is my experience with that. Yeah. Because people buy from people. Mm. Um, and Zig Ziglar called it, called it the no like and trust factor, didn't he? You know, yeah. I've got to know, like, and trust you. Mm -hmm. Well, what happens during a podcast conversation, especially if that conversation's good, yeah. authentic, you know, like we like to use a Keep lot. Keep it real. Keeping it real. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's meaningful. Hmm. Well, what does that do? It builds a know, like, and trust factor. Yeah. Just straight off the bat. Yeah. You know? um, I had one guest came on the show. I might have told this story before. Um, I'm not sure where I've told half my story. So if I've told it before on this <laughs> show, do forgive me. Um, we had one guest come on the show. Um, he said to me at the end of it, I won't tell you who it was, but he said to me at the end of it, he's like, Matt, how is it um, that in the first 30 minutes of our conversation, I've told you more information than I tell my best friends? <laughs> <laughs> he said, you know more about me after 30 minutes than my best friends know about me. And I'm just like, well, that's partly it's the podcast, partly it's because I'm a nosy little git. <laughs> but it's just really like interesting that. isn't it in, yeah. in terms of what i mm. again if you think about podcasting if i if we're in the pub right mm. we're sat in the pub and i ask you like sadaf tell me about the biggest challenge you faced in life mm -hmm. right and we've just met like mm. within five minutes i'm going tell me about a big challenge you yeah. faced in life you're going to look at me and go 
who is who this guy, <laughs> right? What is wrong with you? <laughs> but it, put, put the same person in front of a microphone and call it a podcast. And I say, what's the biggest challenge you faced in life? Start talking. They just mm. tell you straight off the bat. They tell you, I mean, they open up. Mm. It's just absolutely incredible. And so you get to have the most amazing conversations mm. um, all building that no like, and trust factor. Just going back to what that person said to you, that's actually quite a compliment for a podcast host. Yeah, it is. So well done. Yeah, well done me. Pat on the back. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, and it was super flattering and it was lovely to hear um, and very kind of him to say. But if I'm not being too boastful, he's not the first person to say that, which is, you know, well done me. <laughs> yeah, but, no, he's talking about the big ego. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. There it is right there. Just manifesting. <laughs> What can I say? <laughs> but yeah, I think it's one of those things, isn't it? Like, I, think about it. Seriously, think about it. If you have clients that are worth, have a lifetime value of over $4,000, I think podcasting done a slightly different way can have a massive impact on your yeah. business. Um, uh, just just using this, some of the strategies that mm -hmm. Daniel talks about, really, really smart. Mm. At least that's our experience. Yeah. You know, we, yeah. I, I've, I've enjoyed doing that. Um, I think one of the things that I took away from this one, you know, we do the what's my main takeaway. Yep. So my main takeaway is he researches his guests now. So he's much mm. more stringent on who his guests were because he was doing three shows a week mm. frequency because he had so many guests. Yeah. And we found, haven't we, like with Push To Be More, it's easy to get guests on that show. Yeah. Um, I mean, genuinely easy. We, mm. w When we first opened that up, we got like... 70 or 80 people yeah, going yes would love to be on the show yeah. it was so many it was over a year's worth of clients mm -hmm. uh, years worth of clients years worth of guests, guests yeah if we did one a week on the show mm -hmm. right and we were like oh my goodness and that took us a week to get those 70 guests yeah. i mean it wasn't like it wasn't long was not long at all yeah and so i think probably now going forward with that because mm -hmm. the 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 podcast push, we definitely want to target our guests better. Yeah. Um, that that was my takeaway. It's like actually mm -hmm. with push, I think. And so, I mean, we were talking earlier before we hit the record button that um, we need to sort of go over our strategy for yeah. guest, getting guests on the mm -hmm. guest acquisition. Guest Can acquisition, I, <laughs> I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Bridging the worlds of e-com and podcasting, we're going to go guest acquisition. <laughs> Um, and so I think I do think we need to think about that again, and that actually would be my key takeaway. Mm -hmm. Thinking that through, what was yours? Um, I think, in essence, like what he was saying about building trust mm. and relationship with the person that you're talking to, you know, it's highly effective for yeah. um, what you might be able to do later down the road, whether it's yeah. right away or a few months down the road. Yeah, no, very cool. He actually talked, didn't he, about. He called it the warm-up call. Yeah, he did. <laughs> we, yeah. we call it the pre-call yeah. here. Um, uh, but you, Daniel mm -hmm. called it the warm-up call. And I, I'm just trying to think, for most of our shows, mm -hmm. you do the pre-calls, don't you? Yeah, bar one. Bar one. Mm -hmm. um, so you do the pre-calls with the guests. So Daniel has Ben. Um, and so you're, you're, the, you're the Ben's the equivalent. Ben. You're the Ben <laughs> in this scenario. Um, how do you... How do you filter, because I'm aware, Sadaf, that when people come in onto the pre-call, not everybody you talk to I end up doing an interview with. Yeah. Right. 
So when you're thinking, well, let's think about Push, for example, the Push to Be More podcast, which is more akin to Dan Yule's podcast style, um, that particular mode. How do you judge clients on that? How do you do the pre-calls? Do we do the freemiums? Um, I mean, do you actually do the Push pre-calls? Yeah. Yeah, you do, don't you? It's been, because we've had so many guests on there, it's just been relentless. Yeah, yeah. Um, what do I do? I, well, first of all, the the podcast itself is um, about business owners, mm. business leaders, um, entrepreneurs, trailblazers, you name it. And so it's really the whole structure and story behind it is to understand how they make life happen. Yeah. So they've got this, you know, they're, they're running a business, but then they've also got a life outside of that business. Yeah. How do you keep all those balls in the air really is what it is, yeah. right? Yeah. So, <clears throat> so we want to be able to have people on the show that actually are doing those things. Yeah. So to make sure that they actually, yeah, you have, you, you're a business owner, you're, um, an entrepreneur and understanding how they they do those three things how we have it's three three themes as we call it but make sure they kind of fit those yeah um and then yeah that's basically what i'm looking for yeah or push yeah, mm. yeah. and we will be doing some more episodes in pod junction on the prequels and how to do them because i think that's such an important part yeah. this particular to this particular in fact mm -hmm. all of our podcasts we still insist don't we on the prequel yep. i don't know if there's any podcast where we don't do a prequel none with the exception maybe of Pod Junction, but we're not doing, that's not the whole interview. Or do you do a pre-call for Pod we do Junction? do a pre-call, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Shows you what I know, doesn't it, really? But um, pre-calls are so cool, um, uh, or the warm-up call, as Daniel calls them. Um, but, we, yeah, we will be covering that more more detail yeah. uh, in, in other shows, I've no doubt. Mm. But, um, yeah, definitely worth doing, uh, at least from our point of view. We yeah. do them. It's worth the time and energy. It is, um, yeah. Unless you're doing a show where there's three or four episodes going out a day. Mm. I've seen people use Daniel's strategy. For them, it comes about the numbers. So they will do, um, I'm trying, I can't remember the chap's name. I was actually on his podcast. Um, the whole thing becomes a numbers game. So he'll do like three or four podcasts a day. Each podcast will be like 20, 30 minutes. Okay. And so for him, it's about numbers. Numbers, numbers, numbers. I just want to connect with more and more people. Mm. Um, I mean, it's a hell of a lot of podcasts do every day. I'm not going to lie, but he's, mm. he's, he's doing three or four a day. Whereas I'm a bit more like Daniel. I'd rather do one a week with a highly targeted yeah. guest rather than try and do three or four and try and find great guests amongst that. And I'm sure, in, in, you know, that both have got their place. Um but I just, I mean, that's a lot of hard work. Yeah. <laughs> three or four. I suppose what you could do if you want to do three or four podcast days, you just live stream. That's all yeah. you do. You just get, I think that's what he mm -hmm. does actually, is you just get on, you just live stream. Um, and so then there's no editing. You just make sure it's all recorded in one place yeah. and then you're not, you're not bothered about the editing process per se. Mm -hmm. It just goes straight up onto the podcast platform, I would have thought. Yeah. Possibly. Especially now you've got YouTube podcasts. That might be a possible mm -hmm. thing if you're just interested in YouTube. Yeah. Name. Yeah, I think though, like having someone that you have gone out, um, you know, he's, he's very highly selective now with his guests, isn't he? Mm. So finding that right person, you're probably higher chance of um, being a better fit yeah. for as a client. Yeah. So I think the returns are going to be much higher yeah. for you than to just bang, bang, bang. Yeah, absolutely. And I think actually this also comes back down to the show. So if you are selective over who the guests are, then you're going to have a better show. If you yeah. have a better show, 
then the more selective guests are happy to come on that show. Yeah. So I think like with e-commerce podcasts, we get, but I think on the whole, like the quality of our guests, not to just obviously detract from any previous guests, but because the show is so much bigger, we can get access to better guests. Mm -hmm. So we've had on there recently, Neil Hoynes, who's the chief strategist yeah. of Google, mm -hmm. um, which is probably the episode that I've had the most feedback on of all the episodes mm -hmm. we've done. Um, and, you know, part of that is because I met him at a show and mm -hmm. I was at the show because I was podcasting at the show. Subsummit. Um, Subsummit. Yeah, yeah. Mentioned, yeah. Mentioned before Subsummit. And mm -hmm. just, you know, I'm at Subsummit because I met the guy that runs it on a podcast. He came mm -hmm. on one of my podcasts. And anyway, um, he came onto the show and, and we can get those guests because we've got, we've had really good guests in mm -hmm. the past. And I think there is a, a benefit yeah. to saying no to guests which are mediocre, which mm -hmm. go beyond just... I might not just do business slight. with you. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> to the point where actually, no, this mm. is really, really interesting. Um, like the other day I was, chat I was chatting to, on the Push podcast, a guy called Ur, who I don't know if we would ever, I don't know if he's like an ideal client in many ways. Maybe he is, or maybe he isn't, I don't know. Um, but it was just a really fascinating conversation because this guy's involved in medical robotics. Mm. So he makes these um, products which help people who have lost limbs. Um, and you oh, you talk about an amazing conversation mm. with an amazing guy. So we know, the, we know the quality of the content is good. Yeah. And so as a result, people will keep coming back. Mm. Would yeah, be the thing sure. that I see. Does that more make sense? Yeah. We've done our takeaways. We We've have. done this the wrong way around. We this. have. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens when you let Matt lead. Just saying. Hashtag just saying. <laughs> Salas podcast as well. Anyway, uh, what's what's how do we close this? Um, come join us next week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we close it with a good strong call to action. Just come mm. join us next week. Uh, make sure you like and subscribe <laughs> the show wherever you get your podcast from. Be great to see you next week. Uh, in uh, we got Daniel too, haven't yes, we? Daniel we too. So more, he's coming more back. More Daniel. More Daniel. So if you like what Daniel had to say this week, definitely tune in next week. Yeah. Uh, that's it from me. That's it from Salaf. Remember to check us out on the website, podjunction.com. Uh, you're going to talk about this more in a second, but on a pre-recorded video. Yeah. I yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So do come check us out. Be good to see you in there. Uh, but that's it from me. That's it from Salaf. Have a fab week. See you soon, guys. And that brings us to the end of today's episode at Pod Junction, where business meets podcasting. If you enjoyed the insights from today and wish to hear the full conversation with today's special guest, don't forget to visit thepodjunction.com, where you'll find more information about how you can join today. Whether you listened while on the go or in a quiet moment, thank you for letting us be a part of your day. Remember, every episode is a chance to gain insights and to transform your business with podcasting. So keep tuning in, keep learning, and until next time, happy podcasting. <laughs>